Hey, Sabri. What should we do on today's podcast? The same thing we do every podcast, James. Try to save the world. It's Aubrey and James. It's Aubrey and James. One is a jock. The other plays games. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 25 of Two Fools Save the World. This is October 28th, 2020. If you've noticed, James is not introducing us. That's because he was busy at work doing a work project. And we are recording a day late because, um, you know, the fires actually got pretty close to home for him. So he had to evacuate his house. So in replacement of James, we have our good fool, Joseph. Welcome, yo, Joseph. yo, yo, what's going on, everyone? I am back. Yes, back to back episodes for me. That is always uh, a good time. I want to give a big shout out to my man, James. I, uh, I hope you're doing well. I hope those fires don't, uh, you know, negatively impact you personally or any of your loved ones anytime those start kicking up with uh, winds and things like that. I know crazy things can happen. So uh, we are thinking of you and we wish you the best, my man, and just stay safe. And hopefully you get to move back into your house and record this stuff in the future, because I don't know, man, two episodes in a row for me. Uh, uh, getting worn out, I think. Uh. <laughs> I know we we might have to change the show to uh, three fools, huh? Oh uh, yeah, I don't know if I can be foolish that that often. So I know you pretty will... well, so you can <laughs> be foolish that often. But two fools save the world. I think three fools will probably just somehow ruin it. I don't know. But uh, James, if your uh, place burns and all your pants uh, catch on fire, we can now call you Hot Pants, like you always wanted. So. James Uh, Hot Pants. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Enough about James. He's not here. How have you been, Joe? Oh, man. Um, I've been great, actually. Um, I, well, I don't know if I'd say great. So where I'm at, we got hit with a bunch of snow. So one thing that's actually helped us uh, as a family kind of cope with COVID is After we sit down and have dinner together as a family each night, we get out and we go for a walk. And it just, it kind of breaks up our routine a bit. We do something different. We get some fresh air, get out of the house so we don't get too stir crazy. So uh, after you have like a a foot of snow dumped on you, you can't really do that until it, you know, the sidewalks get cleared up a little bit and, and shoveled. So tonight was probably the first night in about a week we were able to do that. So uh, that was really cool. So you're not making family snowmans as a tradition or anything like oh, that? Oh, no, no, no. It, we're definitely doing that. Uh, my my daughter and my son, I, I, this is the first year that they have really discovered the snow, you would say. Mm-hmm. So they're always trying to drag me and my wife outside so they have an opportunity to play in the snow, <laughs> uh, throw snow at me, throw snow at my wife. Uh, jump in the snow. My son likes to go out and stand in a huge pile of snow and just wave at all the cars that drive by. So I, 
I, I don't know. Uh, a little weird, but you know, hey, he's uh, he's what two, so I suppose he gets a hall pass. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's weird. I think that's kind of cute, actually. But yeah, that that's cool. We don't get snow over here. I could picture my kid just uh, running face first into a pile of snow and just loving it. So yeah, it's 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 kind of cool uh, until you have to like clean the kid up afterwards because it's it's almost like going to the pool except it's frozen <laughs> yeah well that's never fun what about my you week, man my week's been all right uh you know it's kind of same just focusing on work focusing on school just finished a eight page paper it's something i don't know i hate doing it but when i finish it it's something about feeling accomplished like I don't know, something about I just feel really good when I finish a big paper like that. Yeah, but don't I kick and scream during the whole process, but once it's done, I don't know, I feel like just pretty good. So so the fact that I finished that paper, I feel good and uh that much closer to graduating and and putting this all behind me and hopefully never look at school again. I, uh, I hate to break it to you, but odds are you're probably going to have to look at school again. I swore to myself I would never go back to school and things like that. I, I think I might have had a little bit of school burnout a bit. I, I find myself, now that I'm a little older, I actually am I'm kind of missing school a little. Like I, It's almost like I have like this weird itch. Like I want to go back to school and, and take some classes or something because there's just too many stupid people out there in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. And two of them are on this show. So yeah, (laughs) but yeah, no, um, it's weird. I don't know what I'm going to do when I'm done because I'm, I've been in such a routine. Like Monday is I do this Tuesday. I do this Wednesday. I do this Thursday. And it's just like all the way down till I finish the paper um, every week I have a process because of school and that's been happening for almost two years now. And once that's done, I don't know what I'm going to do with all my free time, man. Give me a break. You're going to be running around like Mel Gibson and Braveheart screaming freedom. Give me a break. I know exactly what's going to Freedom. You're, you're going to love it. <laughs> Oh man, I have to yell that out for you, but uh, that's what um, I did. But you know, hey, I'm just <laughs> freedom, and then I'm gonna yeah, I... eat, and then I'm gonna eat like that. Uh, was it him or was it uh, Dave Hasselhoff who ate that cheeseburger on YouTube? Oh, um, maybe that was Hasselhoff. I think that whatever. was Hasselhoff. Yeah, <laughs> I'll combine them both. I yell freedom and eat a cheeseburger. <laughs> Yeah, man. Hey, if if anything, if anything, the extra free time will will help give you an edge to help help your fantasy team, right? <laughs> oh man, let's not even talk about fantasy. Team. Yeah, do do we really have to talk about that t- uh, today? <laughs> we don't. We don't at all. Since you, just just so people are updated, um, in our league, uh, me and Joseph are having the worst luck of all. And we are in the battle for last place. And it's a race to the bottom, my friend. And the sad sad thing is, is we're actually putting up decent scores in our race to the bottom. (laughs) Yeah. So if it went by 
just points scored, me and Joe would be in the middle of the pack. But because it goes by record and luck, uh, we're at the bottom. And it's almost like we're competing to see who's having the worst luck. And right now I'm winning, but not by much because, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, We just have injury after injury, COVID after COVID, and can't do anything right. Wait, did you leapfrog me in points against? I'm I'm pretty sure I'm leading the league in points against, man. <laughs> Are you currently in twelfth place? Ah, uh, hold on, hold you're on. not. No, you're not, not points. Not points for. I'm saying points against. I know what you're saying. Stop to you see. This is what I'm talking about. He's trying to beat me in last place without being in last place. This is the kind <laughs> of stuff I deal with. Shenanigans, all this shenanigans. Enough about our shitty football teams. Yes. Um, yes. No, let's not talk about that. <laughs> let's let's get into a little good news. A little good news. By two fools. So normally James will start the good news, but I guess I'll go ahead and start it this time. So my good news this week is I received a birthday gift on time well a week late but on time as promised by a certain fool on this podcast so joseph delivered his gift and it was a shocker shocker so shocking that i wanted to send it back mr joseph got me do you want to explain it i don't even know if i could do it justice Oh no no no! You you go ahead and explain it. I want to kick back and enjoy uh, this because I believe you you critiqued my gift giving last I, uh, last episode, I, and and for the record, I had this gift lined up for you actually months in advance of your birthday. <laughs> I believe it. Once it got here, I believed it. So yeah, Joe had his delivery people two of the nicest people ever deliver it his parents uh they sang to me his dad had a tough time letting it go so that's how you know it was gonna be something pretty good it was in a big uh frame looking wrapping and when i opened it um i kid you not it was a joe montana framed uh jersey but it just happened to be autographed by Joe Montana. And yes, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking to all the listeners out there. Was it authenticated? Because Joe seems kind of cheap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yes, it was authenticated. It's a nice framed Joe Montana jersey. It looks amazing. The guy that framed it, the guy Joe used, it, he did a great job. Uh, the frame looks almost nicer than the jersey. It, it's, a, it's a white 49er jersey um, on this red velvet felt-looking uh, frame. And, yeah, it's inscribed and everything. And, man, it was like it was a pretty nice uh, birthday gift and – I words can't express how thankful I am, but I will say thank you for that nice gift. 
And yeah, so I tried to explain to Joe, like, why did he do that? Because I don't do well with uh, birthday gifts and nice things. And I tried to explain to him, I'm like Sheldon Cooper for the Big Bang Theory, where I need to know how much he spent on this gift so I could buy his gift. And he wanted to tell me. So now all I've been doing for the last couple of days is try to calculate how much he spent on this gift so I could get him a gift uh just as nice someday in return but so, in my de- in my defense i always get a nice gifts anyway so the, the best part about when when i i uh so i got a call from sabri after he he had my quote-unquote delivery people <laughs> drop <laughs> it off to him and uh i get a call from him and he's like you idiot what are you doing and i was like really like i thought it was pretty nice man and then he's all no i made my wife return my birthday gift that she got me because i felt it was too nice (laughs) so now i might be i might i might have gotten he and i in trouble with his wife so i i don't know i might be in trouble now (laughs) i might have been too too generous (laughs) well yeah you're always in trouble with someone, so might as well be with us now. <laughs> Wait, but yeah, so in just uh, for the record, I believe uh, last week I said if he got this gift to me on time, which was this week, I would eat crow, except the only thing I magically rhymed with crow was corn. So I went to Chipotle, I got a burrito. And I said, put some corn on that burrito. And I ate a Chipotle burrito with corn. So I kept <laughs> I kept my word. And yeah, so thank you for the gift. It was uh, very nice of you. And and um, it's going to make a nice, uh, a nice uh, place on the wall for uh, my 49er room. So thank you, Joe. No problem, man. I'm happy to give it to you. Um, so while we're on the topic of, uh, good news, so, uh, mine's not as personal, but I, I, I I don't know. I don't really do personal good news. I I like seeing what's going on out there. Um, but this one kind of jumped out at me. I was, I was strolling through, scrolling through some, uh, some different articles and and things kind of going on in the world out there. And I guess, so there are some teachers out there in uh i believe it's florida and what they're what they're doing is um they their first graders that are coming in i guess there's barriers and things in their classroom for their desks and whatnot to help kind of curb you know the spread of COVID 19 and all that fun stuff and what they did is they turned the the plastic screens they turned them and and faced them i guess in a in a shape or a way so that all the desks would look like uh everyone was like in their own little jeep and so they 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 were they were really creative they they were trying to find ways to to kind of make things fun right for the kids that were coming in it's you know it's the first grade man you know you got all this covid stuff on you don't want to be scaring kids out of the gate from from school they got the rest of their lives to be scared away from school um so i i just i thought it was really cool man like this is just a great example of us as a society trying to kind of 
turn a lemon into lemonade, I guess, right? Like we're, we're trying to come up with creative ways to, to make this fun uh, for our kids. We're trying to, um, you know, stay productive, try to keep our, our way of life, so to speak. And, and I, I just, I thought it was awesome. Anyways, that, that's what I had for good news. Um, and I, I just wanted to encourage everyone else, hey, you know, stuff like that, it may, it may take a little extra time, a little extra work. But I think in the long run, it, it, it's worth it, right? Try to do something to maintain our, our way of life. So anyways, that's what I had. Yep, that sounds good. And uh, isn't that the truth where I started off complaining about school and you finished this with uh, we have the rest of our life to be scared of school. So yep, <laughs> truest words you've said all night, Joe. Truest words you've said all night. Let's get into this. Uh, podcast and start talking about some stuff that happened yesterday i believe a a certain uh los angeles team won the world series absolutely it was our dodgers our los angeles dodgers they finally won the world series oh man first time since 1988 i don't know Uh, sabri did you let me ask you this did you have any memories from the i i don't know if you were were you living in los angeles in 88 as a kid you were here okay okay so uh did you have any memories from that world series back in 88 that you could remember it's hard to say if i had memories from it exactly because of all the what espn classics and highlights so i'm pretty sure i don't remember the game but yes i have seen the kurt gibson bat flip and how he was injured and he just came out and hit the home run and and oral hersheiser and all that stuff so i do remember um specifics but i don't think i remember it from that year i think i remember it from just watching highlights yeah so i'm a couple so just in case anyone was curious i am a couple years older than sabri not by much and he looks Um, it too oh man oh man shots fired um too soon that might have been too soon right there i i may have to just put my headset away and leave and let you go solo fool here um but he he does have a young lovely wife who looks very young in case she's listening very young go on yeah so very young (laughs) so in los angeles and and i think the thing that it's really interesting because la sports fans nationwide get a really really horrible rap and i i think the the problem that a lot of people don't understand with los angeles is the the dodgers are the one team they are they are the one professional sports franchise in LA that matters whether they're good, they're bad, or it's ugly. Let All me, the other let teams. Me, let me hold you right there, and this is going to be funny to why you just said that, uh, hmm. Joseph. What's your favorite baseball team? Why Why are you doing this? What's your really? favorite baseball team? I look. I love the Angels. Stay- I love and, I'm a, and I'm an Angels fan too, and yet he's talking about the Dodgers are the one team. But go no, on, they go are. On. I they know, are. I know what you, I know so, what you're saying. I okay, know. 
They're so, the one consistent. I don't they, know. You think they're you think they're better than the Lakers out absolutely, here? Absolutely. Absolutely. Dodger Stadium still sells out when they lose a hundred games. When the Lakers are losing and bad, they they can't fill the arena. And and that's the truth. Um, I, I mean, I, I think about this: the Nick Van Axel years and and the early mid '90s when the Lakers were irrelevant after Magic retired and all that. Yeah. Laker games, you could you could buy a, a ticket, a, a deck or two up in the stadium, and you could walk down and almost get courtside. I mean, it, I, it was ridiculous. By the way, I have done that as a ten year old. So <laughs> <laughs> I sat. No, I kid you not. I snuck. All right, I'm just going to say my little story. I snuck all the way down where I was sitting behind um, Jack Nicholson. I was sitting behind Jack Nicholson. That's how far I snuck down. And security caught me at halftime, and they kicked me back up to the top. But for that one quarter, I was sitting behind, like, two rows behind Jack Nicholson, just loving life. Thinking I was the coolest kid ever. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it, it just is. There's something about the Dodgers. They're they're tied into the fabric of Los Angeles. And I let me I'm gonna just I'm gonna say this, okay? For whatever reason in Los Angeles, it's it, it, they make you choose Angels or Dodgers. And for me, that's never made any sense. I've always rooted for the Dodgers as kind of my NL team and the Angels as my AL team. They don't they don't play against one another. They're not in the same division or anything like that. So it really makes no sense why the fan bases hate each other um, outside of the fact that one fan base is in Orange County and another is in Los Angeles County. It's kind of weird. The, well, um, one of the reasons they hate the Dodgers hate the Angels is because for the longest – we are the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. <laughs> oh gosh. They hate it. They hate it that we kept using the name Los Angeles. <laughs> well, the Angels did used to play in Los Angeles. They played yeah. in Los Angeles before the Dodgers ever did. Actually, so, yeah, and, and that's a fact. A lot of people don't know that. Before yeah. they were the California Angels, they were the Los Angeles Angels. Well, the other thing that I also laugh at is I'll have, you know, when I, I, I get grief from both sides, you know, if I, if I'm rooting for the Dodgers, angel fans will give me grief and I'll look at them and I'll be able to quote them angel baseball history better than what they even know it. And then I, I do the same thing to Dodger fans when they try to get on me about being an angel fan or an angel supporter. I, I can quote the Dodgers history to them better than they can. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, so when it, it just, just as a side note, if you're going to claim a team, you better know the team and its history and, and what's going on with it, or you're probably not the best fan. <laughs> Not that, so to get back kind of on topic though, so the the Dodgers when they won the World Series in '88, I will I will never forget it because the entire neighborhood was cheering, the entire neighborhood rejoiced. You could hear everyone, and it, it it's just different. It it was so different. I mean, you know, like I've sat and and been there when the Lakers have won titles and uh, the Kings and the Ducks and, 
you know, all the other franchises there locally, you don't hear the collective outcry and, and cheering the way that you do um, with the Dodgers. And, and it's just, it's a very unique relationship that they have with the city of Los Angeles. You know, it, it, I have a unique relationship and, and memories with the Dodgers. I mean, I could talk about for forever, but it's just, it's different. And for them to have won the World Series this year, um, very happy, um, very happy for them, very happy for the, the city of Los Angeles, where I was born and raised. Yeah, it's, I think, I think most importantly, I, I'm really happy for Clayton Kershaw. I mean, that guy, he has gotten, he's the best pitcher of this generation, and he has gotten the absolute worst rap because he had, you know, owner, multiple ownership groups own the Dodgers and do horrible jobs running the team and the franchise and whatnot. And Clayton Kershaw was the constant. He would show up, he would grind out, and they, they wasted his best years um not not building out a good team around him and and for the Dodgers to win yesterday it was just and to see him win uh the only thing that could have been better is if they had named him the the MVP but they gave that to Corey Seager he he mm. earned that you know very happy for the Dodgers go blue I thought they could have made it a co-MVP I thought Kershaw pitched well enough where where they could have done that but I get it batters play every day and pitchers he only pitched twice, so I agree with you. I'm not uh I'm the opposite of you. I I don't believe Angels and Dodger fans could like both teams. I am the one where you should hate each other. It is a rivalry. I get it. But in the same note, I do like certain Dodger players. Like I love Clayton Kershaw. I love what he's about. And I really wanted him to win one, so I'm glad he won one this year. And uh, my autographed baseball and uh, card uh, should go up in value. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, I was pretty excited that uh, they won just for uh, him and Seager. Um, I, I just – Justin Turner, a bunch of good players. I was excited to uh, – to watch the game and see them finally win one, especially the bad rap. A lot of people aren't going to take account, like, when Kershaw gets, when he gets, like, hit against in the playoffs, like he can't win in the playoffs. You got to remember when when that Astro team um, wrecked him, and they were cheating. And unfortunately, 10, 20 years from now, that's going to be forgotten. But they cheated, and so did the Boston Red Sox. But that hasn't been as right, documented. They, they cheated also. They were using similar things. Tactics. Yeah, they were using similar things. It's why they hired Alex Cora to be the the bench manager. Cora was a part of those Astros teams. He was right. the manager for the Red Sox when they won the World Series. That's why they had to let him go part ways uh they were doing some shady things also the dodgers they didn't put anything around clayton kershaw and part of the reason his postseason numbers look horrendous is because they would run him out there every postseason against the cardinals 
in the in the early to mid 2000s right and the cardinals would just torch him because the dodgers had nothing other than clayton kershaw and he would go out and he would throw 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 he he didn't have the luxury of being able to throw you know five or six innings and get relief he had to go the distance or the dodgers would lose and so he you know um he was their best option there was no option to pull him early for you know another pitcher right Um, there was just nothing there was just there was no other option and you know speaking of that i uh you know was making some waves was uh blake snell getting pulled uh last night while he was kind of carving the dodgers up there in in game six you know and when he got pulled, you know what I thought of? Mm. I thought of Dave Roberts pulling his pitchers too early or leaving them in too late. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this guy is pulling their best pitcher who's been lights out. Lights out. And yeah, they pulled him. And I, I just got flashbacks of when Dave Roberts screwed the Dodgers. Well, I made those moves. I've I've often said the the biggest problem that, that you know really I I honestly think the Dodgers could have won those World Series despite the Red Sox and the Astros cheating. I I know yeah, that sounds it, maybe ridiculous, no, it but doesn't I think Dave Roberts was a horrible coach. Yeah, I I don't I'm not a I'm not big on Dave Roberts. I think the Dodgers would have three World Series titles right now if they had um, Tommy Lasorda as the manager, because Tommy oh. Lasorda never. He never leaned on statistics. He was looking at guys. He was judging them by how they were carrying themselves, no, how they were but... performing. You know, analytics. Look, analytics. Have you are only not as watched the? As... Have you not watched the movie Moneyball? That <clears throat> oh, movie. Stop. That movie changed the game of baseball. That um, movie. No. That look. movie changed the game of baseball. It, no. Th- okay. So you, they would movie, not play. That movie is flawed. That movie is flawed. First okay. of all, I would like to remind anyone who watches Moneyball that the Angels won that year, and they should have made the movie about the Angels, not the freaking Moneyball Oakland A's. Okay, okay, let's just stop. Why don't Why don't we talk about the fact that the Oakland A's that season had arguably the best starting pitching rotation? In exactly, all and they don't show that at all. They don't show they that had, at all. They had a three-headed monster. Let me see. It was uh, Zito, Hudson, Mulder, Zito, and, and Mulder. Yeah. Yep. They don't say that at all. Plus, I believe didn't they have one of the best closers in baseball? Yes. Also, yes, yes, yeah, they did. So, but oh, let's just bring up the people that uh, they didn't pay money for. But look, it, there's a place I think I, I think there's a time and place for analytics in all sports. But the the your analytics and and running them and using them in a in a tangible way are only as good as the the depth of the analytics you have to lean on. Right. So when you play like a 162 game season the way you do in Major League Baseball, using analytics makes a lot of sense. Because you have a, a pool of 162 games to tap into and to use to justify decisions and why you, you may want to do something a certain way. When you get to the playoffs, it's a sprint. And it's a shorter uh, time and period. And, and someone could get hot. you got to be able to look at your guys, know who's hot, who's not, 
who can give you what they need and maybe play above their analytics I versus who's going to play below their analytics. That's part of being a manager. And I think Dave Roberts hiding behind analytics is just garbage. Like you well, got to know your team. Here's the issue also is as much as I want to blame Dave Roberts, I'm pretty sure this is the GM and the ownership. Oh, it is. Um, Dave Roberts is just the face uh, that they blame it on. But yeah, this like they're the Dodgers are known for scripting out the game before it even happens. Yep. So as much as I'd love to blame Dame Rob, Roberts, which I do, that that GM and they they strictly go well, by analytics, yeah, which is I mean, why Mattingly probably got the boot. It is why Mattingly went, got the boot. He doesn't he doesn't play the analytics game. He's never been an analytics guy. I thought Mattingly was a good manager. He did a great job with that team. Uh, at times, did did I think he should have used analytics maybe a little more? Sure. But I appreciate a manager that realizes in the playoffs, it, it, yeah, the analytics are there for you. But if you can look at a guy and be a judge as to whether you think he can perform above the analytics or not, you, you got to make those decisions. You got to be able to recognize if someone's hot or not. I agree. I agree. But again, congratulations. <clears throat> To the Los Angeles Dodgers, or to my friends out here in LA, Los Doyers, uh, congratulations! And um, yeah, so you they, so you didn't did. answer the question though, man. Do you do you think they you pulled Snell? Yeah, do you think they pulled Snell too early last night in that game? I did six? answer the question. Yes, of course they. I just insulted Dave Roberts to make my point. Yes, <laughs> they they pulled Dave. They pulled Snell too early. Think about it. The first, the best three Dodger hitters were 0 for 2. Each of them, 0 for 6 combined, and they all struck out six times. Yes, they pulled him too early. I, I would have been fine with them pulling. And, hey, and I, not only did they pull Snell, they didn't even put their like top reliever in next. They put some like whatever guy, and he got rocked. Yeah, you can't you can't take out a pitcher at that um, caliber and then put in like a lower caliber relief pitcher. It's like Snell pitching like 98 miles per hour. And then they put you in throwing 70 miles per hour. It's like, oh. everything's going to look like slow motion. Hey. I know. I know. I gave you credit. 70 miles. An hour. Oh, probably, probably wow. like you think hey. you could throw faster than 70 miles per hour right now? Yeah. How many the, times? The answer is the answer is no. <laughs> yes, I think I could throw faster than seventy. Come oh on my now, gosh! How well, many whatever. times? My point. That's why, that's why I prefaced how many times I could throw faster than seventy, probably once or twice. But I, I mean, I'll be feeling it in my arm the next day. <laughs> my my point is everything the Dodgers saw after Snell left the game were like you might as well have been playing softball. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I agree. You know, like side topic. This is more your wheelhouse here. What What did you think about the uh, the other news coming out of the World Series with uh, Justin Turner? Oh, I thought that was interesting. Actually, uh, they pulled him out during the middle of the game because uh, he had a uh, he tested positive on the the second uh, test. Yeah, you have the test right before the game. How yep. funny is that? How ironic! 
they pull him out like towards the middle. I don't remember what inning it was, but they pulled him out and it's like, eh, we let him play most of the game. Okay, I'm, he come out now. Just I, I know you're probably you probably have a more social and medical side of uh, outlook on that, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there. I think it was a good thing that the Dodgers won last night, game six. And in fact, baseball, the baseball season might have been ruined if the Rays had won last night. Because here's the thing. You have, a, you have a positive test in Justin Turner. I guarantee you in the coming days, we're going to hear more probably positive tests coming out from guys on the team. Could you imagine if you got to game six of the World Series the Rays won, and then you had to wait two weeks to play Game Seven, like a like a winner take all Game Seven of the World Series because of COVID. It finally got inside the bubble there for Major how, League Baseball. How funny would that have been? Watching Snell pitch Game Six, and then watching them pitch Game Seven two weeks later. Imagine yeah. that. Imagine that, like how screwed the Dodgers would have been. It it would have been interesting, but the Dodgers would have had probably Kershaw or Walker Bueller going. But no, then again, you would have had, but they, but my they were going to have him go anyways. Right. That's my point. You you the whole plan was to get rid of Snell in the sixth game. So to yeah. face him back to back, that would have sucked. But yeah, good thing they won. They should have won in Game Five. But uh, Dave Roberts doesn't know how not to pitch his shitty relief pitchers. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they still believe in Kenley Jansen, but they do. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I, – I don't know. It, it, the, the whole thing what, – what I mean, like, were you okay with Turner running around on the field after, afterwards with the trophy and the team and all that? What did you think about that? Well, he had his mask on. <laughs> he did at some times, but he did take his mask off for pictures and, and things like that, which it's becoming a bit of a hot button topic today. And I just I think it's interesting because it's almost I, I almost felt like it was a uh, referendum on us as a society as a whole is where people are at. It's like I almost feel like people aren't taking it serious anymore. And and we're well, going into flu season, and we need to be taking it maybe even a little bit more serious than what we did during the summer. Wow, how did you turn baseball talk into COVID talk? But hey, did. you know it's 2020; it happens, right? So, so even <laughs> all right, I'll give you an even worse example, or um, on par example, <clears throat> where the Dodgers were hosting. Um, you could you could drive to Dodger Stadium pull in your car um, and watch um, like a drive-in, watch the game through your car on the big projector at Dodgers Stadium in the parking lot. They um, were limiting people to five people per bathroom, but they said you go at your own risk. They're not cleaning it. Then after the game when they were recording everyone, dude, do you think they had their mask on? No. So, yeah, as a society – I think we get caught up in specific events and we forget what's really happening out there because COVID has not gone away. COVID is they're shutting down other countries in Europe and yep. over there. 
they are the stock market is pretty much crashing again because yep. it's preparing for another covid uh well i mean the stock market is also crashing because of the uncertainty of the presidential yes yes well. the combin the combination it's a combo is... platter so but, we can't just blame covid alone well i was trying to give trump a break but if you want to blame trump again if we can well, no it's not trump's but, fault it does it every election year i know for the president know. don't don't uh, yeah hey so so yes as a society, especially in the United States, where we take freedom as a liberty or whatever, yes, I think we are socially irresponsible when it comes to COVID. And well, we uh, don't, the we World don't Series and the Dodgers and their fans have, have shown it time in and time again. The, the biggest problem that we have in the United States as a society is we're very self-centric. We're not... We're not we're not group centric. We don't. We're not often thinking of of others and in, in kind of what we do. And it, it was just very interesting, right? Like seeing. I, I think it it almost served as a reminder with Turner running around. He knew he was positive, but he wanted to be there to be a part right. of the celebration. He didn't care, you know. And there's, I, I mean, like I get it. He if if he's positive, he sat on a on a thirty minute bus ride. In close quarters with all those guys so odds are if he was gonna get someone it was gonna be at that time not when he's in an open air stadium taking pictures but i don't know i've i've noticed it up here i i find it um disheartening just where i'm living i i'm not i live so i i live in montana and because i live in montana it's it's kind of a more it's not as a condensed population as Southern California, but because of that, people are being almost blatantly um, inconsiderate, you know? So it's, <clears throat> it's sad to see. I, I wish people would be more thoughtful of others and just wear a freaking mask and not have it dangling under their chin and all that stuff, like actually wear it over your, your nose and mouth and be considerate. But yeah, it's, it's brutal. Yeah, with all the COVID talk though, Sabri, I mean, do you want to do you want to piggyback into the Titans? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we I don't want to talk too much about football. Yeah, it, I guess the Titans tie in where where you see the irresponsibility with Justin Turner with the Dodgers. You also the Titans almost ruined football in general because when they had players test positive, you know, there there's a specific protocol that NFL told them to follow, and one of the steps in the protocol was no practice. The you need to shut it down, and they were caught going to like a high school field or some other field practicing, and that alone, you know, and they had a couple of extra players test positive after the fact. So that alone almost was like, dude, if you're if you guys are too irresponsible to handle these rules, we're just gonna shut your team down. And so What about what about the Raiders getting loose in Vegas though, also? I mean, they had this past week their their entire offensive line was held out. They they yeah, weren't but allowed the, to play. But the Raiders followed <clears throat> protocol. The Titans did not. That's my point. I, like I, I you, think there was some speculation that they they were selective in what protocols they followed. 
Um, and I think there's some fines that might be coming down. I, I didn't read all the news and the updates on it, but I was talking to a buddy of mine who's a big Raiders fan, and he's like, what a bunch of dopes. <laughs> well, you can say that about the Raiders for anything, pretty much. But, <laughs> yeah, they, uh, as far as I know, they, the Titans were the ones that, you know, like I know Houston Texans had someone test positive, and they shut down practice and everything, so – so other teams are following it, but specific teams are not following the rules and they're putting wins above safety and this is going to backfire for everyone. So, um, yeah, I would, I would probably just say, use, use this as a reminder, right? It, it don't be thoughtful of others. Be thoughtful of your fellow man. Be thoughtful of your fellow society uh of of other americans you, you know, know wear a mask like pr- protect yourself protect others and and let's be smart let's get through this and and move on in life you know as uh we talk about this like it makes me think of like the hospitals how irresponsible they are too like the government is giving them extra money for hospitals that deal with covid patients and stuff i would say a high percentage of hospitals are pocketing this extra money instead of putting it down to the staff and giving more equipment and all this other stuff so um yeah all that stuff is not uh not not cool and it just shows how as a society we're irresponsible well that happens i I mean that that'll happen in just about any walk of life um you, you know people talk about you know taxes and stuff all the time you know my mom my mom worked as a as a teacher or oh gosh i don't even know uh, a long time uh and she um you know she saw it in the public school system you know you would be passing all kinds of new taxes and things that was supposed to generate money to improve classrooms and conditions for students that's the, the money never made it to the classroom it, it yeah. got it, it was tied up with like board members and all these other people lining pockets of other projects and things it's it's silly how ineffective you know money being promised by the government is it's just i don't know it's i for me it 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 makes me wonder how anyone could support socialism of any kind but uh we don't i don't think we want to dive into politics do we (laughs) no we definitely do not but since it being October 28th, we are a couple of days away from Halloween. Uh, let's get into some Halloween talk. All right, man. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I, I threw together, I just, I grabbed a, a quick little sheet here and I, I got to run, I got to run a few questions by you, Sabri. All right. So wait, is this uh, you running, or are we going to take turns, or how are we going to do? Yeah, this? yeah, we can take turns. So um, I, I I sent Sabri a, a cheat sheet ahead of time, so he he has the answers to the test. So Sabri, tell me, would you rather walk through a graveyard at midnight or spend the night in a spooky abandoned house? Um. I'm too much of a chicken shit to spend the night at the house. So let's walk through the graveyard at midnight. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny you would choose that one. I would I would probably choose the same thing, but it reminds me of a, I don't know why I'm thinking of this right now. I was, 
I was in my science class in high school and uh mid mid 90s goth was still kind of a big thing and this girl sat next to me and she was all gothed out with the black leather dresses and boots and lipstick and all this nonsense uh-huh. and i'll never forget um somehow the topic of of a graveyard or a cemetery came up and and I'll never forget this. She she got she got the shivers and then she she looks over and she says there's nothing like having sex in a graveyard at night. And I was like, what the <laughs> Like some of the weird I was some of the weirdest I I don't know, dude. I don't know who says something like that. I I, I think it might have just been for attention. I maybe in the back of my mind I'm hoping it was just for attention. <laughs> Oh, yeah, maybe she's still waiting at the graveyard for you. I don't know. Oh, um, man. I, I hope not. <laughs> all right. So that uh, takes me to a question. Would you rather meet a vampire or meet a werewolf? Eat. Um, no, meet. 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 Introduce. Oh, dude. Um, I, you know what? I'll say I'll go with the vampire because I'm going to assume he's a little more civilized. He'll <laughs> <laughs> suck your blood with dignity, I guess, right? Uh, you know, what's, what's a little blood donation, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, what, about, what about this, man? <clears throat> Would you rather dunk for apples or carve a jack-o'-lantern? Oh, have you ever dunked for apples, Sabri? Is that just a way? Uh, uh, like, is that is that gone? Uh, I think it's gone. But yeah, when I was a kid, I did it, and it's pretty hard. And so... if you think about today's <laughs> world, or I don't know, maybe because it's I'm older now, and the kid I didn't think about, that's pretty disgusting. Everyone shoving their own face <laughs> into the same bowl. So I would cheat. <laughs> I had a do? I had a competitive uh, advantage to to people. Um so uh prior to having braces my my two front teeth were kind of angled in a way that I could if I thrust my mouth with enough force towards an apple, I didn't actually have to bite it. It was almost like I was spear fishing with my teeth into the apples. Um, and I could get it stuck and just kind of lip my, put my lip under the bottom of it and lift it out. And I would, I, so I would, when they had dunking for apples, usually I'd win, but I might have a, a bit of a toothache the next day, but I would win. Hey, let me tell you. <laughs> That's funny. Um, <laughs> I could see you doing that. It's all about winning, baby. <laughs> it always is. Would you rather have a costume that is really amazing but very uncomfortable or have a costume that isn't anything special but is comfortable to wear? Oh, come on. You, you, know, you already know how I'm going to answer this. Comfort be damned. I want to look amazing. I mean, I want to be when I when I walk in the door. I want everyone to know I just arrived. Um, I I had a I had a costume one year. <laughs> this is a true. Oh man, I had a costume one year, Sabri, and I don't. I, I had to. I I had to glue 
um, teeth into my mouth. And the, the denture glue wasn't really the best. So it was kind of dissolving in my mouth. And so I was kind of foaming at the mouth with like this denture paste glue stuff. And it was so disgusting. And I was like swallowing it and all this stuff. But I continued to do it and rock it because I had an amazing costume going. So, you know, I don't know, man. What what about you? I could see you just going comfort. Um, I don't know. All my all my costumes are that I do are pretty much homemade. So I guess they're kind of comfortable, but you I you make... can't tell me drunk Superman was not a comfortable costume. Yeah, drunk Superman. Was <laughs> I have my I have my briefs outside of my uh, out of my slacks. Actually, we worked together, right? When they showed up that day. Yes, yes. <laughs> Didn't they make you hide the fact that it was like a beer can or bottle that you had? Because I brought a real forty ounce <laughs> beer to work. No, <laughs> they did not make me hide it. It was on my oh. desk. It as long as it was desk. sealed, though, right? You couldn't open it. Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't open thing. it. Yeah. I couldn't open it. But it was on my desk the whole time. And uh, I don't know if you remember, but at the end of work, Travis came by, and he was like, hey, man, you going to drink that? I was, like, Not. I was like, nope, it's all yours. <laughs> yeah, it was... Yeah, I remember that. Really... I miss, dude, I miss Travis. I, I liked Travis. He was He was great to work with. Yeah, they were all pretty funny. And stuff, yeah, but... everyone was pretty chill there. I I, I liked I liked our. I don't know. Band. I don't know about that. I don't know if everyone's pretty chill there. <laughs> but, um. Yeah. Moving on. Uh. Shoot. Where is it? Your question? Actually, I I don't know. Just just fire one at me. Fire one at me. All right. Here you go. Would you rather go to? A really great Halloween party and did not know anyone? Or would you rather go to a lame Halloween party where you know everyone? Oh man, that's that's rough. That's a that's a tough decision for me. And you understand you understand why I would be conflicted here because I love showing up and, and knowing everyone, but I also love being able to say, dude, I went to this party and it was off the hook. Um, I'm going to go with going to the great party and not know anyone because hey, I'm, I'm, I'm you're not a guy that ditches all his friends. I'm not afraid to meet new hard. people. I'm hey. not afraid to meet new people. You know that I'm, I'm always down to meet someone new and mix it up with someone new. Dang, yep, I do know that because you uh, when <laughs> you would tell me all these great stories about all these great parties, and I would never be invited. Um, <laughs> I see how it is. All right. So, uh, so what about this? Um, would you rather be allowed to eat as much Halloween candy as you want for a week, but then have what is left taken away? Or be allowed to eat only one piece a day, but never have it taken away. I'm gonna go with one piece a day and never take it away, only because as I get older, I need to be laying off the sugar. So one yep. piece a day can't kill me. 
So just to go back to 2020, and this mm-hmm. is a odd this is an odd year for us as parents and I guess kids. What are you doing for your kids this year for Halloween? Oh man, yeah, no, this year for Halloween, um, it, it you know I. I want to say it's been pretty cool because I think some of the like I my I have my daughter in dance class and and things like that and they're trying to do fun little things to give them an opportunity to dress up uh and have fun which I I really appreciated just to kind of try to bring some normalcy to things but this year I uh, I had a talk with the wife we brainstormed it and I think we decided actually believe it or not earlier tonight we we decided that um we're gonna mix it up we're probably not gonna go trick-or-treating we're probably not gonna go and do any big events or anything we're gonna go buy a pinata fill it with a bunch of candy and let my kids smash it and and dive on all the candy they want so uh and then we're gonna order a uh like a pumpkin shaped pizza like a, a pumpkin shaped pepperoni pizza and just uh and and try to make it we're gonna try and make it festive but try to keep it in house just because with you know it's flu season things are starting to pop off everywhere things are not as bad here where i'm at but i i'm not we don't want to open the the door to any type of opportunity to to kind of ruin anything what about you guys what what have you guys kicked around ideas of things to do i think the pumpkin pizza is a cool idea yeah, we're doing the same, trying to keep it indoors. We've carved pumpkins. I came up with the idea, why don't we treat it a little like an Easter egg hunt and we hide candy around the house and let the kids um, scavenge for candy and stuff and make a game out of it, carry their little baskets around, and every time they find it, they could put their candy in their little Halloween basket. So. That's what we're kind of doing this year, and hopefully it turns out all right. You know, my kid's seven, so hopefully he understands that uh, um, this year is not a good year to be out trick or treating. That's a that's a great idea. Um, we we did kind of kick around that idea as well, but it was kind of one of those things like, eh, it might be too close to being like Easter egg type things. We don't want to confuse anyone, and. I mean, what's more fun than smashing a pinata, right? For kids. So just true. And and here's the best part about it. If if I still have snow all around, which usually we do around Halloween, I, I can watch my kids go smash a pinata in the snow. And that's something I've never seen before in person. I, I don't think it's normal to have a pinata uh, in Montana because that's more of a Southern California thing. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, I like, I like breaking trends and, and whatnot whenever I can, but that that's kind of what we're doing, trying to stay indoors, stay, stay away from all the nonsense and whatnot. Um, have you heard any other I- ideas from other people though, about stuff that they're doing? Mm, no, not really too much maybe with family and stuff but no not too too many ideas yeah um i know we're running short on time but before we go uh what are your kids dressing up as this year uh funny so um my my daughter is she was a butterfly for her dance class and i believe she's going to be a mermaid 
for Halloween. And okay. then my son, what did, what did we do for him? He, oh, my son's a dragon. So oh. he's going through, my, my two-year-old's going through this phase where he, he roars and growls at everything. So <laughs> we thought it was funny. It, we thought it'd be funny for him to dress up as a dragon and just kind of make his dreams come true. And <laughs> Roar and growl. That's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. I'd be a great dragon. Just be like, rawr, rawr. <laughs> So, uh, my kid, it's funny. So I guess there's a new character in Toy Story. And my kid, I had no clue. I haven't seen the new Toy Story. And he wants to be Sporky. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. So, so I was like, okay, if that's what you want to be. And I saw, I saw the costume. And it's literally a spork. And I was like, okay, this is what he wants to be. Cool. Do they even still use sporks in schools these days? Do they even know what a spork is? Of course they do. Toys R Us. I mean, Toy Story. So he, yeah, Sporky. That's what a spork is. It's Sporky, the character from. Yes, I know. But I mean, I, I don't know. Sporks. That was just all the rage when we were in school. I was just curious if. They still use it in the the, the school cafeterias and whatnot. <laughs> it was supposed to revolutionize the world, a spork. <laughs> made us more sophisticated. Like, <laughs> you could eat you could eat soup and you could eat steak. You, you could eat yeah. You could eat your soup and salad with the same utensil. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so my kid's gonna be sporky and yeah. Are you dressing up this year? You know, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I, I usually do if we're like going out and being festive and stuff. But maybe I throw something together. I, I don't know. I really don't have any plans to. I, I just plan to be dad and try to make it fun and you sometimes know throw candy at him. It's the hardest <laughs> costume of all, being dad. Hey, hey, someone's got to do it. Got to answer the call of being dad. <laughs> okay but, well yeah i think on that note i think we'll just end the show and um hey thank, thank you, you again for having me i i love being on the show being a part of what's going on and james uh just one more shout out to you man i i hope you're doing well uh we i i'm sure everyone looks forward to hearing your voice on this show uh sooner than later my man so take care and we wish you the best Yep, I guess we uh we miss you, James, and uh having to deal with Joe uh whole podcast. Please come back soon. <laughs> and uh everyone else out there, uh stay safe, have a good week, and um don't uh, eat too much candy. <laughs>